You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Elon Kolko, Chief Product Officer and President of North America for ProGlove. In a challenging environment for supply chains, companies are looking for any advantage they can get. Increasing efficiencies with wearable technology on connected workers and operating via digital twin might sound like science fiction, but the resulting data collection and transparency provides results that are measurably real. Ilan Kolko of ProGlove joins us today to talk about the benefits of putting on the bits. Joining us today on the Inbound Logistics Podcast is Ilan Kolko, Chief Product Officer and President of North America for ProGlove. Ilan, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. It's great to have you. Uh, Ilan, we like to have our guests introduce themselves to our audience. So if you could, could you take us through a little bit about you and your background and what you're currently doing with ProGlove today? Absolutely. Uh, so my name is Ilhan Kolko. Uh, I've been with ProGlove for a year and a half now um, as the chief product officer. And, and recently I took on the responsibilities of being the president of our North American entity. And uh, I spent most of my career in, in software, um, but I'm, I'm an industrial engineer uh, by education. So I've also um, studied computer science as well. So I've, I've always been in and around building, um, you know, complex solutions uh, in, 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 in this space. Uh, been, I've been prior to uh, joining ProGlow, I was the, the vice president of product at Echo Global Logistics here in Chicago uh, as well. So uh, I spent eight, nine years over there as well. So I'm very familiar with the, uh, the industry. And, and, and that's one of the, uh, the reasons why uh, ProGlo hired me in the first place was that our, our, our strong presence uh, in, in the logistics vertical in general and, and how applicable our products are to the use cases uh, in, in, this, uh, in this space. So, and I've now been uh, leading uh, the product team, uh, the engineering software engineering team, um, the industrial design team, user experience team, product marketing team here at ProGlow. And then and I think we'll go into the details of what we do um, in that, uh, like as, as a company as well, but um, ProGlow is, is, is headquartered in, in Munich and our second headquarters here in Chicago, which is, you know, the, the backbone of logistics, as I always say it, um, it traditionally. So it's been, I've been always in and around um, these kind of um, domains uh, throughout my career. Perfect, perfect. Uh, it's interesting that you talk about uh, com- your computer science background. Um, for people who who may not know anything about ProGlove, it sounds kind of like a, a video game accessory. So can you uh, can you describe ProGlove uh, and, and talk about uh, its role within the logistics space? Absolutely. Uh, and so ProGlove, uh, we, at ProGlove, we create industrial variables uh, to, to connect the human worker with the industrial IoT. So our, our flagship product is this matchbox size barcode scanner that could be worn by the human workers. So there's a sleeve that the workers put on and then uh, you can clip uh, the, the uh, scanner, which is again, very, it's the lightest, fastest barcode scanner that is out there. Uh, and then it becomes wearable. So it enables human workers hands uh, being free. So that's our biggest value prop. That's what started our journey. And, and over time we started, you know, as we get into more ecosystems, uh, different industries, different verticals, we started writing software uh, that would help our products to be more plug and play uh, within the ecosystems that we walk into. So connectivity software, analytics software, um, device management, device visibility type software capabilities. So over time, we've grown our portfolio to include um, more and more features that made us an all around industrial solution provider rather just uh, rather than just a hardware company. 
So um, the, the barcode scanners are, are the, as I mentioned, the flagship product, uh, but we've been uh, growing pretty heavily on the software segments uh, as well, especially in the recent, uh, in the last two years. Yeah, you mentioned solutions in there. Uh, we're about a year and a half into this pandemic now. How are logistics adapting to what is quickly becoming the new normal and uh, this increased consumer demand? Um, and then more specifically, I guess, what is, what is ProGlove's role uh, in, in providing these solutions for, for this new normal? Absolutely. And, and I think let's, let's, let's go back to the old normal first. And what do we, like, I think that's, that is, that is all tied to uh, the, the whole concept as, as a ProGlo, like our, our biggest strength uh, in the use cases uh, in the logistics space, especially in the warehouses, distribution centers, fulfillment centers, uh, is the, the picking, sorting, packaging, uh, receiving type of uh, processes that are, that are very human oriented and, and, and the worker hands are, are in, the, in, the, in the mix. We do need the human hands and the eyes um, that, that needs to do that. No, ma- no matter how much automation that exists within uh, a warehouse uh, or of this kind of setting, uh, we still um, need, the, we have the need for the, the human labor. And that's very difficult. These are very difficult jobs. Uh, and I'd like to get into that later uh, as well, a little bit, talk about like uh, how we can help with, with, with at the core of it. But what we are seeing right now, as we now go into more logistics uh, space with the clients, I think COVID has become this catalyst for innovation. I'm hearing it more. I'm, I'm reading about it more. I'm seeing it more. And, and, and truly the digital transformation that has been long awaited uh, in, in the logistics space is, is, is happening. Everyone wants to build more resilient, future-proof uh, businesses. And we've always complained how you know, innovation happens way too slowly in, in, in all areas of logistics. And, uh, but I think it's kind of resulting in, in a way that now digital transformation is at the epicenter of this and it's now being well-engineered and well-thought-out. So I think we're now using the slow pace to our advantage and COVID is, is becoming a, a catalyst for that. So as, as a provider of uh, variable technology and, and, and software uh, that is verticalized for, for these kind of use cases, um, we, we find ourselves at the center of many digital transformation projects uh, over the last year. Uh, so since last summer, we're seeing and, and, and receiving more and more requests and, um, and, and that. And, and the demand has been high, as you all know, the stress on all the supply chains globally um, has been impacting uh, all the constituents within this, within this market. And I think building solutions that are bringing in efficiencies uh, on the shop floor and that is contributing to the well-being of the worker uh, is, is, is the role that we're playing in this. But I, I'm, I'm very excited about like how the scope of the work that we do has changed into more digital uh, in, in the logistics space. Yeah, the uh, constraints on the supply chain are, are prevalent. I mean, there was a news story just uh, earlier today uh, about it. So um, talk to me then uh, about uh, that whole digital transformation, because that's got to generate a lot of data, right? So uh, talk to me a little bit about how that visibility of the frontline work and all of that data becomes uh, increasingly important in this uh, constrained logistics uh, environment that we're in. Absolutely. We, we, we aspire to log and understand everything that happens on a shop floor. So that's, um, and there are several, you know, use cases of how these capabilities can contribute to 
uh, a, a safer, a much more safer, uh, like environment, uh, you know, a, a more efficient environment in that sense. And, and the reason we want to log and understand everything is so that we can start asking relevant questions. Uh, and, and I've seen several inspiring digital solutions at our client sites and, and the, the boots on the ground workers like truly enjoy it the most. So uh, with this level of like micro efficiencies that we can create on the shop floor, an example that I would give, for instance, um, is that like normally if you don't use our barcode scanners, like the variable barcode scanners and use the, the legacy traditional ones that are like the handheld gun uh, versions of it, it takes up to four to six seconds to, to locate it, lift it, scan something and put it back on. And um, like our product allows you to do like a, a barcode scan in, 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 about a, in about a second. So every time you need to, and no one scans for a living, there's no such thing. The barcode scanning or scanning something is always a, a non-value add part of the process that everyone wants to eliminate, uh, for instance. So in that sense, like we're, we're creating this micro-efficiency immediately. So the amount of like parts or packages or, or, or things that you touch on the shop floor as a human worker, we're immediately eliminating like four or five seconds off of that. So that, that micro-efficiency then, 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 then augments into something bigger. Multiply that with all the lines that you have, multiply that with all the workers that you have on the line. So that um, being able to observe that and turn that into a solution all comes from the data that is collected uh, through the devices. It's not just the scan data. The fact that we are a variable solution uh, makes it possible for us to collect additional data points. For instance, um, steps taken by the worker, uh, the pace of the worker. Uh, the so we do have an inertia moment unit where that can, we can tell certain movements that the the worker is doing, like using a drill or using a hammer. Uh, things things of that nature are possible with our with our device. Um, it, it is possible to do you know geolocation type solutions within the shop floor, like heat map type uh, solutions. So um, in that in that sense, um, we, we we can do a lot of uh, this this we can collect and, and and understand a lot of data from the shop floor that can help us uh, you know contribute to uh, creating larger efficiencies uh, within the shop floor. So that is why it's extremely important in logistics, um, especially when is with 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 this current situation that we're in, any kind of efficiency, any kind of um, like business gains that we can create on the shop floor will definitely have a, a positive contribution to it. Yeah, those seconds definitely do start to add up after a while, right? So yeah, yeah. Now, um, uh, you talked about the workers earlier. H how uh, can companies find other efficiencies then, and how the workers move and operate? Well, one interesting, uh, actually, I was in a, one of the client meetings that I was in uh, last week. This this was uh, an interesting thing. I was we were talking to uh, the head of uh, safety and, and, and regulations on a at a at a, at a distribution center, uh, and and they were talking about like um, more like a safety audit type of uh, features that they would need, uh, and based on the data that could be collected through our units. And for instance, they're like looking into a way like, hey, when our when our workers are climbing up the ladder, for instance, or taking a staircase, um, can we look at the escalation levels and then and then send them a warning? Like because our, our scanners have a, a bi-directional feedback capabilities with haptic sound, uh, acoustic, and all these all these features that we have. Um, visual was we do have a display version of our product that you can send messages to. Um, in, in that sense, so we, we we talked about a use case where like the worker well-being uh, situation could be productized uh, in, in using our software, using using our scanners. So we're we're definitely um, seeing a lot more uh, interest in in with 
with the moment you kind of bring these kind of capabilities to the table, we're seeing definitely uh, additional interest in, in these kind of capabilities. Um, that's that's the example that I'll, I'll use uh, just from last week. Another thing that I should, in general, as a company, our vision and our mission kind of revolves around like not losing the focus on the humans. Like putting the humans at the center uh, of what we do does not does not mean we're favoring the legacy or against automation or robotics in that sense. It's not a it is not a competition. It's a collaboration uh, in that sense. So we we are making sure that we're taking the right technical step to consider all constituents within a process, and then and we just want to make sure that digitization does not always have to mean eliminating the human touch. It, it should mean augmenting it. And it, it comes through um, the, like listening to the customer, going into these use cases, being out there in these, in these uh, warehouses, fulfillment centers, and, 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 and seeing that, listening to uh, the, the requirement request and, and, and looking into it and, and productizing the right thing. So uh, in, that, in that regard, like our, our, our mission and our focus on the human brings us a lot of uh, advantages uh, so we can we can build these interesting uh, software solutions that are empowered by the wearable technology that we've already offered. All right. Now, uh, you talked about the workers and augmenting uh, how they they work and uh, making uh, the humans more efficient. Uh, but one of the things that we at Inbound Logistics uh, are hearing a lot of uh, especially recently, uh, is uh, worker shortages, uh, labor shortage. So uh, what are some of the ways that technology can help companies compete in uh, what is becoming a more and more difficult environment uh, in terms of uh, getting humans to work for you? Right. It, it's, a, it's a tough job, right? And, and the jobs at warehouses like fulfillment centers, distribution centers are hard, yet there is seldom opportunity for career progression. And uh, so that's that's one of the things that that we're seeing right now. And I think um, when when it comes to attracting and retaining labor, there needs to be a set of opportunities that allow these workers to upskill themselves, mm-hmm. and 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 so that they can take on different roles. They can take on they can build a career out of this. They can truly uh, enjoy doing it in the, in that sense. So I believe that our products help with that in the sense that the time that is gained, the efficiencies that are gained could definitely can be put back into, uh, into, in, into time slots that would allow these workers to upskill themselves. Uh, that's, that's certainly one thing. So we, we are like envisioning a future where we, we think the, the, the boots on the ground workers should be able to do like minor programming and, and configurations uh, within the processes that they use. They need to be more involved in the analytics side of it and, be ha- and have the ability to make decisions uh, using decision support mechanisms and software that could help with that. So that's one side uh, of, of upskilling the workers uh, that, that could really contribute to that. The, the actual core thing uh, that is like with or without the worker shortages, the other topic is the safety and worker well-being. That has to be the number one priority for everyone. Um, these, these, these um, going back to my original point about not losing the focus on the humans, I think uh, there is definitely um, a, a good way of, of like using using wearable technology and, 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 and analytics software concepts like human digital twin uh, that could help us simulate things uh, on a on a shop floor. So like no time is lost and 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 there are no safety hurdles and 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 regulation wise you know any kind of uh, negativity 
around that. So I think in, in these two topics, like helping workers get better at things so they can have a career progression um, and, and they can enjoy the work they do. And obviously making sure that safety and worker well-being are, are important things that are, that are done in the right way on the shop floors. Technology definitely can help out with that. Yeah, it sounds like a, a good investment of those saved seconds, uh, that upskilling aspect of things. Now, uh, the technology uh, that uh, ProGlove is talking about, uh, one of the things that uh, I've seen in, in some of your work is this concept of the human digital twin, uh, which sounds fascinating. So can you can you talk to me a little bit about that? It is. Uh, there are several definitions of it, and, and there's certainly a buzz around the term, right? It, it could mean several things in different industries. Like in healthcare, it could mean something totally different where like you can use a human digital twin when you're testing a drug or, or, or things of that nature, uh, or when you're trying a, a new type of a treatment, you can use the human digital twin, the data around it and simulate things, which is extremely difficult, by the way. Um, so it happens like when, when you throw these kind of like elaborate concepts out there, like the, the buzz uh, around it happens. And I kind of welcome it because then you stop and think and look at it as an engineer. And, and, and the way that I've been looking at it is was within the four walls of a shop floor. Like what are the data elements that we can collect and utilize in order to simulate the processes which take place in an indoor industrial landscape? So uh, to us, um, there is the human digital twin, but we're not thinking it separately from uh, the, the digital shop floor. So the shop floor itself needs to have a digital twin as well which, you know, exists in, in, in forms of like, you know, floor plans and, and or, or some, you know, digitized location solutions like beacons and such. I think the, the concept that we're mainly after is to be able to create a common denominator uh, on a time series, I should say, that, that you can include anything that happens from a human movement, task uh, perspective, all the things that are happening around the same time at the shop floor at that given moment, it could be a moving processing line. Uh, it could be again a picking sorting line. Um, the data coming from uh, the the machinery that allows uh, to to move things. So in that in that sense, it, it is about creating a digital twin um, that summarizes what happens on a shop floor. And our power, like the uh, our our move, like this is this is when the power of wearable technology comes into play. Uh, I think. Our ability to collect data in a non-intrusive way, uh, and and our our products already acts as an extension uh, of the human worker, so we can collect a lot of data points. So we've kind of focused on the human digital twin uh, as at the as the core of it, per our vision and, and our mission as well in that regard, um, so that we can you know collect the pace of the worker, this the distance that they cover, um, the routes that they take to complete certain tasks, the objects they lift, um, the certain other physical hurdles they may need to go through in very, uh, in a certain way. And we can collect these data points with varying degrees of accuracy. I think achieving that in full accuracy will give us the human digital twin and will give us uh, the digital shop floor. And when you combine them together, um, I, I think that's when we can truly simulate things beforehand, uh, before they happen uh, in a shop floor. You can simulate a new project that you like to implement with full accuracy. Um, and, 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 and that's one forward-looking advantage. Also in real time, you have the perfect snapshot of what's happening on your shop floor at any given time. Use that for worker well-being. Use that for other like um, process-related efficiencies. Um, use that to redesign your picking area. Anything that at that point could be possible. And, and in all business domains, we 
you know, implement projects which introduce new capabilities to help us do things better. We think uh, that the the human digital twin or the whole digital twin concept is a very elaborate analytical backbone uh, to achieve these projects in the best way possible. And and we our our goal our our products core capability that we're trying to build into is the this. This this backbone, analytical backbone, needs to be tied to the realities of the shop floor. So that data-oriented snapshot needs to be realistic. The more data points come in, the better we understand them, the better we process them, and the better we tell a story with them, um, we'll convert these databases to become more understandable. And, and it, that'll be almost a living copy of the real thing, uh, which is the definition uh, of the digital twin. So that's our position with it. This is um, something that we've been burning a lot of brain cells on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds it sounds really interesting. Uh, now, on the other side of that digital twin, though, is that connected worker, I, I would assume, right? So yeah. um, can you talk to us then about the role of, of the connected worker at this point uh, and uh, how you see that evolving, uh, transforming in the next three to five years, especially now in light of that you have this human digital twin uh, concept that you're working on? Yeah, and we have uh, the connected worker concept properly working for more than two years now. So our, 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 our scanners have been connected to cloud applications, uh, whether it's the clients target its own application, whether it's our own uh, inside platform. Uh, the, you know, we've, we've, we've reached a stepping stone to build something more intelligent at this point. So the, the connected worker and, and its role um, has now evolved into a point where we have uh, the ability to co collect very, very valuable data with no hiccups. So I think that was the first thing that we had to, uh, first iteration that we had to go through was to make sure that we can collect additional data points than, than the scan data. So it kind of becomes a scan event at that point with all the enriched data around the scan event. The worker does something and scans and then goes back to does another task. and you kind of try to understand what happens in between. So that um, has been the, the first iteration that is now working successfully. The, the second thing was as we walk into shop floors was obviously this concern of privacy uh, and, and the, the, the concern around um, you know, make, making sure that the data security and all these kinds of things are in place. So we brought in the concept of uh, anonymization of the worker data in the, in, in the best way possible and to make sure that like the, the moment the human movement data uh, leaves our scanners, uh, it's anonymized and it becomes process data. So that was the other iteration that we successfully went through to, to make sure that like it's, it's not really like human performance related competition type data points. No, it's more like what's happening in, in this part of the shop floor. Uh, through this process data that comes from the human worker. And at the same time, you need to monitor other events uh, that are happening. So our, we're an API first platform that kind of helps uh, us build our solutions into the client systems a lot. So we're seeing a lot of our clients actually tying uh, these data sets into the other ones that they already have. As long as it's this, this common time series denominator concept works, um, it, it, it just it can you can take these things to the, uh, to the next level. So the next level of transformation is is now adding more and more data sources uh, onto uh, this platform and and making sure that we can evolve it to include um, several more other data sets that that we haven't uh, been able to collect. And that mostly goes around, for instance, the tools that the workers are using. 
we can recognize some of the motions and try to reverse engineer what tool they might be using and such. But we like to make sure that everything becomes more taggable and, and that data becomes more readily available. These projects happen in a more democratic way where like it's it's not you know super expensive to implement. So within the next three to five years, we'll be uh, on one part, we'll continue to grow the data and use this, uh, this stepping stone that I mentioned. Uh, the other part is that we need to build more intelligent applications. The the more the larger the data set gets, the harder it becomes to understand and tell tell a proper story on it. So we're working on natural language expression type softwares where uh, software capabilities where um, it looks at the data and then draws conclusions um, rather than just being a fact finder. Hey, like on your picking station A, this is this is what we're seeing. Like uh, you know, scan times are one up by this percentage and such. Um, and or when you actually use uh, this symbology for for the barcode scan, it takes less time to process so and so within this process. So uh, I think we're now like, like have been investing uh, a lot in in these kind of features where it's just more intelligent and it tells you a story. It has a narration attached to it. Uh, so that's the um, the ultimate the next level uh, uh, that we're trying to reach with the connected worker, more data and more understandable results off of the data. Excellent. Now uh, let's stay on that next level track that you, you started there. Uh, let's look at uh, 2022 and beyond. What's next for ProGlove? It's exciting. It is, uh, it's, it's great time to be uh, in, in, in this space. It's great time to be at ProGlove and uh, you know, we're, we're a scale-up company uh, and we're a growth company. We've been uh, growing a lot on, in, in all the verticals, especially in logistics as well. Um, so in 22, we're looking to double our top line, almost double our headcounts and, and significantly increase our footprint globally. Um, almost every month we're getting certified in, in two, three new countries and, and kind of our addressable market has been steadily growing both globally and horizontally, uh, despite all the supply chain challenges that we've been seeing like everyone else. Uh, but that's on the, the the company strategy side, like, like what we're trying to do. But I think the next and real exciting thing is the the power of wearable technology. Uh, you know, and 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 it's becoming more of a platform to build things upon, meaning that like we can uh, like turn our solutions into a model where more innovation projects could be built by our clients and partners uh, in a more creative way, kind of uh, a, a more of a system where. Um, you know, we, we do have features where, where you know, workers could do uh, visual uh, programming with almost no code that could help them not only do analytical studies and, and so, but also um, add additional data sources to the data, data, data sources that we provide with, uh, kind of uh, making sure that it becomes this digital platform that you can digitize everything. So I think that is um, one of the, the biggest future uh, aspirations that we've already started working on is to digitize everything and then and scan anything in that regard because um, we're, we're working on software capabilities uh, where but with several other companies obviously doing the same as well in a computer vision world where you know you can point the scanner or some other smart device into a box and it tells you how many how many little pieces are in there or it tells you uh, the the skew on this on this um, on the product that you're shipping there's several other things that I think, within the intersection of a, a successful digital transformation and, and, and really good you know, applications of computer vision, I think we can do a whole lot more uh, to serve our clients and, and, and make the logistics space more efficient and more intelligent uh, in that sense. So I think that our roadmap is mostly tailored around that. 
Um, so we want to make sure that we use our growth uh, in, in, as a catalyst to reach out to more and more clients and reach out to additional use cases so we can continue to test all these new concepts so that we become more uh, a, a bigger part of their, their transformation effort. And in the meantime, we make sure that we continue to keep the humans in the focus and, and making sure that the boots on the, boots on the ground workers enjoy the work that they do they um, take the full benefit of like having their hands free while they do their work thanks to our wearable technology and and our our, our software capabilities make it just easy for them to do their jobs uh, when combined with the unique hardware product that we have so we're going to continue on that path and and but uh, the future is definitely more digital for us in that regard as it should be um, for logistics as well yep sounds good sounds good now speaking of reaching out uh, where can the audience uh, reach out to find out more about ProGlove? Absolutely. Uh, ProGlove.com is our, is our website, and especially for logistics uh, clients and, 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 and stakeholders. Uh, we do have an uh, industry section, and there's a logistics page where you can see uh, several use cases that our products can be used as, as a bundle. Uh, so the, the, the right standard for the right use case, the right software capability for the, uh, for the proper use case, uh, so there is a lot of information on proglove.com slash industry slash logistics. That's one side. I would also highly recommend following our, our on LinkedIn uh, page on our proglove uh, page uh, on, on LinkedIn. We do have a lot of uh, online events and now all the um, in-person events are also happening. We're going to be at several expos and, and, and trade shows uh, all over the world. Um, so we'll be participating in a lot of those things. So I would highly recommend checking our website, proglove.com, and then also checking our LinkedIn page. Excellent. Those links will all be in the show notes. Uh, so if that's a fascinating look at uh, some of the technology and uh, software that uh, will hopefully make this new normal a lot easier to deal with. Uh, Ilhan Kolko, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Uh, best of luck to you and to ProGlove, and uh, continue to stay safe, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.